you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL podcast has an open tab at Huckapoos. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with some heroes. To my left, Colleen Wolf. To my right, Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Yeah, get ready for this show. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a lot of coffee. Yeah, Colleen does have an interesting energy here today. There's a little bit of buzz to her. She's doing the live updates uh, for NFL Network today, which means you've been up for a long time. I've been up since five. You're just and on it's now too. You're just on live television. You literally ripped the handle off our off the door <laughs> right. on the, while you were on your way to the bathroom. You pack a lot of strength into that small frame of yours, Colleen. You, you've left us trapped in here now. I know. At least we have water. That's good. And lie. Sully. And so, Sully, we must feast on you if it comes to it. <laughs> like, oh, dear. Like the movie Alive. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, this is the uh, Thursday edition of the Round the NFL podcast. Uh, and uh, we are excited to have Connie with us. And we have, as as I mentioned on Twitter, if you follow on Twitter, and damn it, you should, uh, a little later today, one of the voices, the behind-the-scenes voices of the Around the NFL podcast, Frags, is going to uh, join us. And also, we'll have another. That question's huge. We'll have another uh, a satellite hero joining in via the telephone at the end of the show. A lot to mm. get to. Today. I'm very excited about today's show. And also tonight um, is the Commissioner's Awards Party, the 10th annual even. Another company function. Another company function with an open bar, which is good. Best part of this time of year. Uh, Colleen, you and I are going. We are. And uh, I wh- promise videos. What was Greg's exact reaction? Oh, he said, Greg, stop. do you want to come? Eh. Eh. Who cares? Nah. I didn't say that. Why should I go though? Who will be there? It's like uh, I us? didn't. I didn't say people that. You're, will you're be putting there. Words 
First of all, I got to bring Alice to her last uh, swim class. So okay, good we, dad. We, if you're already back on the other side of town, are you going to drive back just for the second half of the thing? Where is this event? Marina Del Rey. And okay. you live? Okay, Santa Monica. But <laughs> not that far. I think what I said was there's going to be a lot of people there. Right, that, that's not, the point. Yeah, that's scary. What does that mean? Just like a large, I don't like large groupings of people that's my where thing. you're expected to. That's why uh, there's a bar. Socialize. Have a couple drinks. Let loose. We'll have some fun together. All right. Come join us. Yeah? I don't believe him. I don't believe him. This is like the time where the NFL Network 10th anniversary party where we went and Greg didn't go and it was a chance to bond with Greg. He was kind of newer at the company and he just no-showed that that event. And we're like, what's going on with this guy? And here we are five years later. Mm -hmm. You should know by now. Same story. We need you, Greg. We want you on that wall. We need you on that wall. Come, please come, Greg. All right, yeah. making me uncomfortable. This pressure. is why I try to avoid people. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's that's today's show. Um, so uh, before we get into anything else, though, there is some actual news, legitimate news. It's a Colleen, newsy day. Kind of a good slash bad day to be the news lady today. I know this is my first day doing news updates. Oh wow, Claybon sits there all week. You know, picking his nose. Waiting. Yeah, reading a Steven Seagal book that I got him. (laughs) And then here comes Connie Fox, and all of a sudden the world blows up. Uh, Sully, let's hit some news. Um, Sully, are you going to the party? No. Oh, why not? You're the life of the party. You're a life of the party guy. Yeah, uh, not feeling it. It's my Friday night. I no, I'm so okay. What does Sully do on his Friday night? I have no plans right now, but I'm not going to the party. <laughs> so you're skipping out on the party. It's your yeah. Friday night. There's free open bar, and you have no plans. Yeah, okay. I'm with Greg. Not not. I see you guys all day, every day. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just not going. All right, hey, 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 calm down, Sully. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll see you guys at Hanano's afterwards. All right. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Let's move on and uh, start with the the biggest news of the day, uh, the contract that we have neatly avoided throughout this spring is now a done deal between Derek Carr and the Raiders. Uh, on Thursday, the two sides uh, agreed to a five-year, $125 million extension, $40 million fully guaranteed, $70 million in total guarantees. Someone can explain that to me. I don't know, uh, but I know it's a whole mess of money for Derek Carr and his great, 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 great grandchildren. Uh, $12.5 million signing bonus. This is all according to Rap Sheet. Uh, the deal puts Carr over Colts quarterback Andrew Luck. He is now the highest paid player in the league in terms of average money uh, per year. And this is all happening because Derek Carr played like an MVP last year uh, in his. And, I, you know, that's not even trying to get on Derek Carr's good side. That's strictly based on his production where he led the Raiders to the precipice of the AFC West title um, uh, before breaking his leg on Christmas Eve. But he's 26, uh, really is an excellent young quarterback. And, Greg, what does this tell you about the landscape of the NFL that Derek Carr got this deal at this time? Well, they they had no choice. This is such an awkward season for the Oakland Raiders, arguably the most awkward season in the history of the NFL that any team's tried to have. They've been building up to it for about 15 years to have a good team like this. They haven't had a homegrown quarterback to call their own since Kenny Stabler, who left town about 12 years before Derek Carr was born. And and right when this is happening, they announced they're leaving for Las Vegas. So to have your best player in a contract situation 
hanging over the team. Like, that wasn't an option. And I think this was an easy contract to do because I think general managers like Reggie McKenzie and owners, I think they all understand that quarterbacks are underpaid that this is not that much money for Derek Carr, that he's worth more than this. Yeah, they. I mean, they had to do it. It was just a matter of when it was going to get done. So it was inevitable, and now it sets the market for guys like Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins, who, I mean, if I'm Kirk Cousins, if he, if he hits the free agent market, I mean, he could be making $30 million and, like, playing with the so, 49ers. It, yeah, it opens up to a whole array of questions about who's worth this type of money. And, Greg, you – um, wrote a column like a good NFL.com worker be uh, talking about why all these people like the the first take type shows and everybody that's going to waste entire segments a blocks b blocks uh, talking about is this guy worth the money your your opinion is yeah, of course he is yes. just like almost every guy that can throw the ball in this league should be paid like this well think about what would Derek Carr in another world where teams actually allowed quarterbacks to hit free agency. What would he get from the Browns or the Jets or the Texans, whatever team it's going to be? Now, seriously, like, how much money do you think he would get if he was on the open market? I think there, if the Jets had a chance to get Derek Carr next year. <laughs> and they don't even have to give up anything in a trade. You're just signing no, him you're as just a free agent. Open up your pocketbook. I think you could, it, it, he would command probably something in the range of $35 million a year, maybe. It's insane. It's yeah. so crazy. But it's finally starting to make sense because for years, we talked on this podcast for years, how quarterbacks were getting paid less than top sluggers in baseball or NBA stars. Now that money's starting to get where it should be. Right. And think about them even compared to other players. So Olivier Vernon's getting 17 a year. Mm-hmm. That's only th- you know 30% less than Derek Carr. Nick Perry, who I like a lot as a pass rusher, is, has signed basically the same amount of years as Carr for about half as much money. Now, how many Nick Perrys would it take in a trade for you to give up Derek Carr? Like eight? Yeah. Like, not, like you know, and he's making <laughs> half. The answer is nine and three quarters, Nick Perry's. <laughs> right, there's no answer. There's, yeah. you know, complications with cloning and morality and all those sorts yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah, and this is all not even mentioning the fact that there's a salary cap. Mm-hmm. Now, what if there wasn't a salary cap? What if the NFL, America's greatest game, wasn't run essentially like, you know, communism, socialism? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We, there's Bro, these colors don't run. I don't like you talking about football like that. It's America's sport. It's one of the reasons why the NFL is good. They share their profits. They cap uh, worker you know, wages. You, you, the franchise tag limits the movement. Like if these guys actually could get like the rest of the world, you know, they're capitalists, like what they earn. I don't know. I think it'd be worth $50, $70 million a year. I don't know. These are billion-dollar companies. I would be interested to see how the deal is structured, too, because I'm sure it's going to be backloaded just so they can get deals done with their guys like Gabe Jackson on the offensive line. He has a deal coming up, and Khalil Mack, too. But also, not to mention that Nevada has no sales tax, state sales tax. It is backloaded. and I mean, they they usually are, but I feel like it might be even more so because that's going to save him so much money. California is like 13.3 state tax. They, they did uh, delay Good a lot numbers. of the guarantees until later in the contract so that he yeah. could get it. And unlike a lot of NFL contracts, when you sign these young quarterback, franchise quarterback, I mean, he's gonna he's actually going to get through most of it. He'll end up signing a new deal for even more with a year or two left. And That's I, what they do. Um, it's This is just both, both tells you the explosion of 
of the league and the money involved, but also, you know, the story of inflation, which Colleen will get to when she anchors the inflation podcast Mm -hmm. later this summer. But uh, once upon a time, back in 1996, uh, the New York Jets signed Neil O'Donnell to a top-of-the-market five-year, $25 million deal. Now we're at five for $125 million. And I will also add that the five for 25 curse, does it carry to five for 125 oh. Is it is it even worse? Uh, what will befall our, our great leader, Derek Carr? I don't know. I hope nothing. nothing. I'm just wow. For new listeners, you have a theory that five for $25 million is a cursed contract. I want so you to go through every sport in the last 20 years, <laughs> uh, 25 years, starting when Danny Tartable signed a five-year $25 million deal with the Yankees in 1992, O'Donnell with the Jets. Uh, who was that center for uh, the Vikings? Sullivan. Uh, about Jonathan five years Sullivan. ago. What a bad deal Jonathan that was. Sullivan. Five for 25 will get you every time, but five for 125? Maybe it's different. I think you're fine. Yeah. Congrats to, you know, the car, the car uh, family. It's been a big year for him. I mean, he gets on the Around the NFL podcast, <laughs> and then this. Right there at the top two, of the list. Two, too. two great things. I mean, this is a guy who started his career uh, 0 and 10 as a in terms of the Raiders were 0 and 10. Yeah. That's there were right. some doubts in this room. I, I was wrong. Uh, in my uh, evaluation, I think if you, you if you think about Carr, I think he's a very he combines being he's very careful, like he's he's composed and careful, doesn't take too many mistakes. But then you combines that with he's like athletic enough that when stuff gets crazy, he can improvise and just kind of make it happen because he's that athletic. It's a nice combination. Um, and I do like it's one of the one of the top jock like fellow jocks bit exchanges on social media after a big deal and we actually got to see it between the car brothers oh yeah uh, our friend david uh reached out to our friend derek and said <laughs> hey bro lunch is on you next time uh can you imagine like your little brother gets a 125 million dollar contract i well you know i would say i'd feel bad for david Carr, but he's doing well and he's doing very well at nfl network and that that guy and I reached out to Sydney about this privately last Friday. David got a haircut. He did? And now he's better looking, which is not uh, – that is not uh. cool. Uh, D- David Carr was already a fantastic-looking guy, and then he gets a haircut. It's a little less a little less juice going on up top. He, the part changed a little bit. Oh. And now we're in uncharted territory. Hair expert Dan Hansis chiming in. I mean, because now he's nailed the hair, and now the the roof is off. <laughs> the first time that John saw him, he was like he, – he like came running over to me and was like, that's the most handsome man I've ever wait, seen wait. in my who life. You, who are you talking about? <laughs> Let's move on. We should move on. I can't just keep talking about another man that I work with like this. I, I mean, it's fine. It's but yeah, you, you should talk to him tonight at the – well, the you've done it every show party. this week. You also made Patrick Claibon visibly uncomfortable with your long. Well, you know, he can uh, deal with that too. About how good looking he was. I only the have, other handsome guy. Yeah, yeah, I only have so much uh, mercy uh, yeah. upon nine and a halfs. Yeah, in general. Uh, <laughs> when we of my own gender, Mark, Chris, and I—we've never heard any of these these <laughs> problems from you. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Big news in Kansas City: a huge shakeup there. Uh, first, we heard that. Andy Reid got a, an extension, which you know was notable, obviously, but not surprising or stunning. But then we got the word that John Dorsey, uh, the general manager of the team, uh, will part ways with the team effective immediately, uh, which kind of threw the football cognizanti for a loop, including one Greg Rosenthal. Greg, this on a lot of levels, this you know there's got to be something cooking behind the scenes because this doesn't make sense. The Chiefs are the 
prime model of having a front office getting it right, building a team the right way, and now you get rid of the guy that I ostensibly was at the top of the, the, the pyramid. It is stunning because I think I've said on this podcast, Dorsey and Reed, I, I think have had the textbook example of coming into an organization that was in bad shape in a lot of ways and immediately flipping it, having a vision of these are the types of players we're going to go for. This is how we're going to coach syncing up and they immediately flipped their record. I, I believe they were 21 and 43 in the, in the few years before they got there. And, and they're almost exactly flipped in the four years after three playoff spots and they're drafting. Well, Everyone likes working there. Like it was believed to be a good relationship. And then you get this statement out of nowhere. So bizarre. From the chairman of the Chiefs, Clark Hunt, that Dorsey's gone. Yeah, these two, they've never finished lower than second place together. And as soon as I saw this news, it was almost like, so Andy Reid is signing this extension and staying, and Dorsey's out. Like, I mean, is that Reid being like, you can keep me, but he's got to go? Like, I wonder if it was a move. Everything under wraps. It was almost like the organization, perhaps knowing that Dorsey leaving would lead to a mess of questions about the entire regime, and maybe Mm. we extended Reed just so you know it's not. There's nothing crazy, crazy happening, but we're moving on from the GM. Well, the the state. I think we'll learn more when you know our NFL Network insider Ian Rapport chimes in. I think there will be more of a backstory, so this is in motion. But I do think you can learn from the Ian's sta- on the golf course right now. So. <laughs> you can learn from the <laughs> statement that the Hunt uh, family released, uh, Clark specifically. He said, I notified John we would not be extending his contract beyond the 2017 season. After consideration, we felt like it was in his best interest and the best interest of the team to part ways now. So something, usually coach and GM gets their contracts at the same time. They want to be aligned. Right. Whenever this contract negotiation started with Dorsey, you would think the pl- the expectation was he was going to be there because they have let Dorsey make all the moves this offseason. They let him shuffle much of his personnel staff. He he let go of some people. So there's Chris the- Ballard's gone. That was their number two guy. Right. Chris Ballard left because he yeah. got a better job. They wouldn't. Have- so you would think this is too. all taking it by surprise. But the fact that they mentioned his contract and you know to be square, we talked with uh, someone downstairs, somebody who, in the know, you know a little off, a source? Off, off the record. A little bit. A little a little bit. I didn't have three sources on it, so I was going to stay quiet. Oh, but Greg has a different policy. No, I would have said I would have said the same thing that. <laughs> It seems like the contract and whether that's money or power or whatever it is that that began a disagreement. And who knows? Maybe Dorsey didn't play it well. And uh, the Hunt family said, all right, see ya. Who knows? Wow. I mean, these things can happen in contracts. Emotions, you know. How well is this this? Roster. Your contract's coming up, Colleen. Want to talk about that? That's, yeah, let's uh, that's, that's right. That's on the that's on the inflation pod. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, yeah, that roster has been constructed extremely well, and now without your number one guy, your number two guy, they better trust their number three guy. Well, they shuffled. The in. thing is, they shuffled out. There are a lot of the guys that would be the three, four, five, like key guys in that personnel staff. So it's they're starting over at a very strange time. I can't remember GM ever being fired. At this time of year. It's it's a weird move for sure. It's a weird move for a team that's been doing so well. And we're going to find out more once all of our insiders uh, get off the golf course. Mm-hmm. There's multiple. These guys are like Trump level. That golf doesn't include you, though. Right no, 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 no. no. Uh, listen, we're here. Let me tell you something about where I, where I grew up, <laughs> where I grew up. I mean, 
in my cold town. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was no room for for golf courses. Well, what'd you do for fun? Barely there? any trees. How'd you, you relax? Know? I'll tell you how we relaxed. When we got <laughs> when we got out of that chute and, and we we could still breathe. Mm-hmm. That's the most relaxing breath you'll ever take. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, my God. So you are now, in this, in this uh, fantasy land yes. you have, you are now working the coal mine as a kid. <laughs> I got out. And anybody that. <laughs> you just cracked open a beer. Yeah. Anybody that. What's the name of the town again? That's the Pearl River, New York, the town of friendly people. Anybody. That's what, how we got the name, the town of friendly people. Anybody that got out, you were as friendly as can be because you were alive. You were just happy. Drink it in the air. All right. I'm glad you're here, Dan. I'm glad to be here. And I can't wait to see you tonight, Colleen. Yeah. Greg, you know, maybe I'll see you. Maybe I won't. (laughs) Um, Let's move on and talk a little. Let's get on the throne of ease. Oh, boy. Um, David Harris was uh, dumped by the Jets uh, earlier this month. He was a Jets lifer since 2017. Ten years started every game. Uh, was really the lifeblood of that defense uh, in the middle, uh, their play caller and all that. And now he lands with, of course, the New England Patriots, who uh, if you through the years, if you followed the Jets-Patriots quote-unquote rivalry, you knew that Belichick had a very high um, level of respect for Harris and the way he played the game. And now there's talk uh, that he, Colleen, is going to be a starter potentially in New England. And it feels like David Harris might end up getting a ring out of all this. <laughs> of course he will. And how about that? <laughs> I know. This is a nightmare for you. But that's how these things happen, especially with the Patriots. And look at what they've done this offseason. Just the guys that they've picked up from within the division. David Harris uh, just happened. And then you have Mike Gillisley and Stefan Gilmore from the Bills. They're just poaching everybody from the division. And they're going to... They're going to win another ring. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Well, a couple of things. First of all, they didn't really poach David Harris from the Jets. Sure. The Jets moved on from David Harris. But And I got a, a ton of tweets immediately upon this news break, including what was the one, Greg, that it well, one was both, like, both of us? Yeah, I wish wish you could. I wish I could pay to see the text exchange between Dan and Greg right now after this. Like everybody thought I was going <laughs> to wake up, see Twitter, and just be like ripping out my hair in anger. <laughs> no, David Harris, and maybe this, this is kind of part of why he was – underappreciated as a Jet. Uh, he just went about his work. He wasn't, you know, a, a change-the-game type player. He was just like a really steady guy. He's consistent. Yeah, consistent. Yeah. Smart. And smart, uh, you know, a guy that, that never missed a practice and, and led the right way. And that's part of the reason I thought they should have held on to him just because you could do – by the way, you could tear it down like the Jets are doing and do a full rebuild. And I get it. And I get it. Woody wants to save money. But you should keep some of these guys in the building to like teach the young guys how to play the game and show them a path. Eric Decker and David Harris were two guys that were exactly the type of veterans that you look for. But sometimes the owner wants to save money because this is a play thing. And I think I am not upset that David Harris signed with the Patriots. I'm really not. The Revis one stung a little bit. Absolutely. Because he was, oh, he was the most famous Jet of my lifetime. Uh, but... Uh, Harris one, I, I'm happy for him. I'd much rather him sign with the Jets and the Jaguars or something. I'm, I'm, with good the, luck with to the Pats. you. And that's not I, – I didn't well, – there was no text Pats. exchange. And I think Harris, if if all goes well, will be that 
veteran guy that He's they a pick up kind of bee. searching for the ring like a junior say or, or stuff but let's not get carried away they the money tells part of the story two years five million 1.25 guaranteed so that tells me he's on the team this year he's getting paid like a not a real starter but kind of like a rotational mm-hmm. type of guy it, he'll help out the, the the signing immediately reminded me of was the jets uh, the patriots signing one of Bill Belichick's all-time favorite Jets, which was Sean Ellis. And I don't think anyone really remembers Sean Ellis's one year with the Patriots. He was just, you know, there. He was a guy on the team, and that was that. That's how that's – how, that's more likely how these things go. He got that contract solely because out of nowhere he played like – a defensive end version of LT in that playoff game the Jets beat the pa- Patriots at Foxborough <laughs> all those years ago now. Uh, but, yeah, so it could be Ellis. He could be another uh, Jets example. Victor Green, uh, another top 50 all-time Jet on their, according to their list, went to the Pats in the early 2000s. I think he got a ring with the Pats. There was a memorable – his first game back in the Meadowlands, he had a pick six off Vinny Testaverde. Uh, so good luck to David Harris. Everyone thinks that I'm, like, freaking out at all times. I'm trusting the process right now. Hashtag trust the process. And uh, I'm thinking bigger things. Uh, A certain guy playing in USC. I'm not allowed to talk about him, uh, but I'm thinking big picture. And that starts with a two and 14. All right. It's going to be a tough year. That's what's happening in the news. Good, good news chatter. Yeah. It's been a great day. I'm 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 looking at uh your rundown right now and there's an amazing picture of uh frags on there. Oh yeah, I like to put in the rundown I send out to the team. Um I like to add a picture. Sometimes it's uh, a picture of Colleen. If I I'll do a Google Usually, search. Yeah. Which if if the league ever audited my Google searches, <laughs> they would think it was me being creepy, but it's really just I like to get an image in there. I have fun. Research. Yeah. Well, you research. they could find many I tells you. Research. I mean, they could find evidence of you being creepy. This just wouldn't happen to be it. I'm sure. I, I creepy search for yourself in that one, sir. <laughs> Put it that way. And I'll leave it there. Elevate your underwear game because you're a creep. Speaking of creepy. To the next level with MeUndies. What is MeUndies? Just seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your door. Somebody actually tweeted at me uh, yesterday and gave me crap for reading the MeUndies read too quickly. (laughs) Hey, put some more effort into your your MeUndies. Don't mail this in, really, Really chew the fat. Yeah, to the, wrong with to you? the scenery. Of all the things you could tweet at somebody. That gravy train's going to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like the gravy train. No, I can't. <laughs> uh, MeUndies are designed in L.A. and made from sustainably sourced. A fabric three times softer than cotton. MeUndies softer than soft. Lugs undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns so you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. I'm wearing the pandas today. I, a lot of information, yeah. but that's cool. Listen, that's just what it is. And guess what? What? You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. And if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save. That's because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, and it's very special, MeUndies.com slash around the NFL to save 20% off your first pair. So go ahead, revamp your underwear drawer. You deserve it. Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash around the NFL. Hope that wasn't too fast for that guy mm. that loves underpants commercial reads so much <laughs> oh, that he, he wants to slow it down. He wants to savor it. How about this, buddy? 
go into the your your playback on your iPhone or your Android and play it at half speed. And oh, really yeah. say idea. Really yeah. dig in. Enjoy yourself. Maybe he was what listening. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was listening on two time speed. Maybe. All right. So let's move on now. So the Raiders have their quarterback, and we never stressed about it in this room. Uh, it was a major story until the deal happened. Uh, but you knew it was going to happen. But here's the, here's the, the good thing is that they got the deal done. This will not hang over them, and it won't be a distra- distraction. To me, it doesn't make the Raiders a bigger threat in 2017. That's a nice little thing, though. Mm-hmm. You take care of your quarterback and you move forward. So why don't we check in, and we, we'll call this the AFC Hierarchy Update. Oh, wow. Great not, title. It's not bad. Sounds official. Hierarchy. And, um, Is that sense down? What's that? We're going to workshop this one? Yeah, is it, you think it needs it needs, it needs work? Spice it up a little bit. I don't know. Uh, why don't you get back to end the show, uh, an updated <laughs> title that maybe we can use in the episode uh, recap. Ooh, okay. Homework. Yeah. Possibly. There you go. Homework. Now, you're, now yep. you're on the spot. Now I'm on the spot. Yeah, in a big spot. Yep, yep. Uh, anyway, so let's break it down. We're trying to figure out, basically this is an exercise, Colleen, who can beat the damn Patriots. Mm. I mean, uh, let's figure this out. And... So that's where I'm going to – I'll start it this way, and Greg is probably going to disagree because Greg always pretends like the Patriots aren't as good as they are. But I'm putting the Patriots in their own class still. Yep. I'm putting them at number one, and they're just sitting there. They got the trophies. They got the the best quarterback and the best coach, and they had, as everyone loves to tell you, had an amazing offseason on top of it. Now they got David Harris, a warrior, in the middle of their defense. (laughs) Patriots only got better. So to me, their own class in this hierarchy, Greg, agree or disagree? I don't agree. Oh, come on, man. Why don't you You're agree? living in a fantasy world, man. Wake up. Because it's football. <laughs> football, single elimination, one game, this or that. And, and the reason I don't totally agree. Okay, they're the favorites. Yes, they would be the team you would put first. Absolutely. But the Pittsburgh Steelers this season, I think, are the best Pittsburgh Steelers team Mike Tomlin's ever had. That includes, you know, some that have been favored to make Super Bowls, one that won a Super Bowl as a lower seed. This Steelers team has a defense, little uh, making the leap preview that might be on making the leap coming up. Uh oh, making leaps back, making the leaps back. I thought it was gonna. It was like one of those sitcoms that the the ratings keep dwindling. Yeah, and they somehow it keeps coming back, but eventually there's just a shrug and they just say it's over. Well, you know, like the, not renewed. You know, the yeah. last thing they do with those are it changes formats and it's like a half season. Right. That, that's kind of what this is like. It's only going to be, it's only gonna be like five making the leaps, and it, and they're a little different. Oh, that's good. But one of them is going to be the Steelers' defense. We're down to five? Down to just five. From 40. Well, 40 was the first oh, year. That to, was over-ambitious. Let's, let's put it to rest. Because you, that's a lot of, and you're the only one writing it. That's true. That's a lot of pressure on you, Greg. If you only wow. go five, you almost have to go at least four out of five to be respected no. in this the football cognoscenti. People don't remember. People we, are, we remember. They're still listening to this podcast after we ranked Corderell Patterson number one. <laughs> number one. Yeah. He is a good kickoff guy. <laughs> um, the, the Steelers, okay, the defense, yeah. this is what they've been waiting for for a while. And then the offense, among the best offensive lines in the league, and you have Roethlisberger, Brown, and Bell all together. Martinez Bryant. All still at the height of their powers at the same time. I think you put this team in almost any other season, and they're better than the consensus 
Super Bowl favorites going into a season. So that's why I don't see why the Patriots and the Steelers are on two totally crazy uh, different planes. Colleen, am I crazy for countering with Ben Roethlisberger's never beating the Patriots in the playoffs? I know. That, Doesn't that matter? It's sort of an They've issue. They've only played a few times, though. A but I, I feel like there's always something that's like, you know, they have like a key injury. He's injured. There's always something with the Steelers to make the excuse why they didn't beat the Patriots this year. Last year was Le'Veon Bell. They, they they haven't really met up against Patriots too often in the in the Roethlisberger era, and things are always trends until they change. You know what I mean? And they're good enough, I I think, to beat anyone. I love the Steelers. You know who else I like? Wait, but before we go on, so you're hold that thought, Connie. You're <laughs> you're gonna honestly say if we're making a hierarchy, yeah, you you want to go one A one B. You're not gonna even put the Pats in their own team. I'm gonna give Pats the respect of of number one. And they're in the same tier as the Steelers. And those are the two. Just those two? Okay. Well, because here's how I would separate those two from the rest of the league. I would be stunned if those teams are not in the playoffs. No one else would stun me if they aren't in the playoffs. I mean, the Steelers. Raiders? Is that the team you're going to talk about? The well, Ra- I gotta, I gotta. The Raiders are great, okay. but I can, I think you can find ways to see how good that division is, and things could go a, a little wrong for them, like they went right for them last year. And yeah, I could, I, to me, the Steelers, if they don't make the playoffs this year, like that's a, oh, is Mike Tomlin in trouble? That's a big dis, that's a huge disappointment. They're too good. Well, it's very top heavy, Colin, because you got. All right, if we're gonna, I'll I'll go along with you, Greg, begrudgingly. If you want to put the Steelers in that tier with the Patriots, actually, I won't. I'm gonna disagree. no. Yeah, we can disagree. Pa- Patriots yeah. go in their own. Patriots tier. in their own tier, and then the next tier should be Steelers two, and I feel like it has to be Raiders yeah. three, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I would do too. But I don't know if there's anybody else that belongs in that tier. Mm-hmm. I think it's very top heavy still this conference. I think so because after that, it's like mm, the Chiefs. Like they, I don't want to. I don't want to put fair. them in. Though their team does look good and their they, offense is great. Nobody has a better record in the last eighteen months uh, than the Chiefs, and they've. This is the whole thing with the Chiefs. They're always disrespected, but um, there's a reason for that. Is that they? They're not. I don't think quite at this level. And I'm not ready. Gonna, I don't want to put them in that tier. I want to. I, I would put them at the top of tier three. Yeah. So if tier if tier one is you're you're the cream of the crop, uh, rise to the top. Never trust the pig because a pig is a cop okay anybody anybody remember <laughs> oh yeah wait sully do you know nope i don't you don't no you're just a kid greg like i'm like list is that onyx <laughs> no, no i'm no. like listening to the, <laughs> it's the same era my head. it's the same era as onyx uh it is uh house of pain yeah oh, oh. Around. pathetic that i just nice. did that. and i don't feel that way about the the um armed forces or the our local police at all okay Dan. i'm just saying that is more an everlast thing mm. the old zeuser is all about the uh, clear local the police. air and the, and the federal. Yeah, because that really wouldn't fit in with your whole uh, salt of the earth yeah. uh, coal yeah. mining. No. I got a lot of state troopers in my family. Dan. There you go. Yeah. Do you have a PBA card? I don't. What? I know. I, I had one for a little, but it expired. They expire. They expire, but that, that's why you have to go to different. I'm also not weddings, driving funerals, in Pennsylvania yeah. anymore. Do you know? Do you have a PBA card? Greg? I did way back in the day. I'm not sure how I came upon it, but it's been a while. <laughs> Interesting. It's a very nice move to get a PBA card. Get you out of a lot of tickets. It's the police. Benevolent, yeah, association. benevolent association, something like that. Here, here's the thing: the rate why the Raiders don't belong with the Steelers. Okay, they had a bad defense last year, and they made some moves to make you think that they're going to be better. 
but they they haven't had a great defense. It's a, it's a it's an uneven team. I think the Steelers have the potential to be a very good defense, mm-hmm. be a little more balanced, along with their great offense. Their corners are a little. Like on paper, it mostly looks pretty good. You got yeah. Khalil Mack, you got Bruce Irvin, you've made some upgrades in the secondary. We'll see if Conley, Pierce, he's not going to be uh, arrested at this point, and he could be a big, <laughs> good, great wow. actor. That's uh, where we are. Huh? Like on paper, they should be a little better. Ken Norton Jr. has been under fire since he's been there. They have really not had a good defense the last few years. Uh, and, it, and they won a lot of close games. Derek Carr is the all-time leader in his first three seasons of game-winning comebacks, but it's because they're behind in a lot of those games. Well, you know, it's a lot, a lot of comebacks. That's fair. I will also, I'll counter there, though, that the, the biggest tragedy of the 2016 season was the Derek Carr leg injury because... Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, they were... That robbed the entire... All football fans of a great AFC playoffs, and I think the Raiders could have went toe-to-toe and even beaten the Patriots if that game was played in the black hole, which it could have been. Or that at the very least they were going to get a home game and a bye if they just would have finished out uh, the schedule the way everyone anticipated. So I think they were already almost at the Patriots level by the end of last yeah. season. Um, so I think that, and I'm granting that they're below the Pats, but I, I don't see a huge drop off. The Steelers are prone to funks. If you want to base this off last year, that's true. Ben Roethlisberger went through stretches where he looked like a very average quarterback. He looked every bit a 36-year-old quarterback at times, and he has trouble staying healthy. And I don't know. I think I, I think that they're in the same category. Now let's go to the sleepers stage. Who is who's the number one sleeper? Greg, get us going here. The, the and I, if we're looking at the Pats as number one, who can knock off? Who could shock the Pats on Division Weekend in Foxborough? And it would be shocking to everyone, but not. It would be stunning, but not shocking. I put shock ahead of stun. Well, the three teams you're talking sleepers. What if it's the Chargers? That that's one of the teams I would throw in there. Bill Rivers going to Foxborough and getting his revenge. I think the talent on that team is good enough that they could get it done. And that's another reason why I don't put the Raiders there, because I just look at the AFC West, and I think this is the most fascinating division in football. It's the best division in football. So much could happen. Like the, the, the AFC goes through that division, and so you never know when a division's that good. But I would say the teams that stick out to me, you say sleepers, the Titans, who we mm-hmm. spoke a lot about last show, the Chargers, and I'm as the off seasons worn on, I'm feeling a Bengals what? resurgence. Ooh. Wow. And I'm not giving up on them being in the mix. I can I can see that happening. This is such a big a year factor. for Andy Dalton coming back at full health, having a much better supporting cast this year. He has a real chance to uh put a stamp on himself as being a guy never to be talked about with the Dalton line ever again, which is hard when it's actually your name. Uh, and I'm very excited. That is one of the things when once we get closer to the season, we talk about the things we're most looking forward to uh, is for me seeing how Cincinnati and Andy Dalton one year removed from a very a heartbreaking, devastating yeah. playoff loss. And then, you know, Tyler, I getting hurt in the Pro Bowl of all things and then getting pilfered in free agency. I want to see what they're like now that they're kind of they had a lot of losses on that offensive line. Big big. losses, too. Yeah, they their season kind of comes down to their two young tackles. I'm giving them a little bit of just looking at the entirety of the last four or five years giving them credit for that and giving the thought that this is still a pretty young team with some premier talent. So I think it it would it just wouldn't surprise me if they kind of bounce back to that 11 me, and 5 in the mix level. Cuz I could hear it in my ear right now, Chris Wessling yelling 
at his <laughs> mobile device. Uh, I will speak on behalf of Wesseling right now and say that if we're trying to talk ourselves into the idea of Andy Dalton and the Bengals going to Foxborough <laughs> in a road game and winning in the playoffs, a team that hasn't won a playoff game in, 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 in the entire tenure of Marvin Lewis, okay, it's a bit of a pipe dream. That I'll put that but in that's more a, shocking. It's a sleeper. That's shocking. The sleeper. Yeah. That's, the sleeper. That's deep, a deep, deep sleeper. sleeper. That's a that is some of a major narcolepsy issue. But don't you like the Chargers? I like the Chargers. In that spot? I think they're saucy. And and maybe and I'll throw in the Titans. We we should move on, but mm. I think the Titans are the one the AFC South. So my team, vote doesn't count? About. What do you mean <laughs> your, your vote, vote doesn't, doesn't count. not count? The Bengals right? didn't matter? Oh no, I'm disagreeing with you, okay. but I, I you're, That's a right. lower tier. I recognize. So the Ravens don't make that list for you. The the Dolphins don't make that group for you. Not they're, they're I mean, out of the sleeper tier for me. I I'm with you guys. And are you okay yes. with Tennessee being in the sleeper tier? Oh, yeah. That, I, I'm all in. Oh, you are the deciding vote, uh, Colleen. Is Cincinnati in the sleeper tier? No. Never liked you anyways. It's- <laughs> That's why he's not going to the commissioner <laughs> award party. That's right there. All right. Uh, and everyone else we didn't talk about, good luck in 2018. Uh, all right. Here we go. That was fun. I want to do another. We, we oh, there's another, no tears below that? More. That's it. It's over. Oh Why should we, we talk? do an extended version oh, wait, of that the, on another pod? To the well, NFC we could do. I didn't even yeah, think okay. about it. What about the poor Chiefs? I kind of <laughs> forgot all about them. The Chiefs are in there. We all forgot about them. Yeah, I, they definitely. Everybody they're does. in there somewhere. Where they're should we put sli- them? They're in the sleeper one, at they, least. Should we that put them at the top of the sleeper? I thought there was more, you know, coming. I don't actually know. I have to say, I think it would be unfair to put them even in the sleeper, considering they were the number two seed last year. I'd, I'd put them at the bottom of the tier below the pack. Maybe they're in their own tier. Uh, the Chiefs tier? The Alex Smith <laughs> the tier? The Chiefs tier, yeah. That seems fair. And then it's right, right above sleepers. Tell you, John Dorsey, maybe he's not putting them in that tier. He said, so long. Dorsey. Yeah, history. Or maybe he just got fired. All right, let's move on. It's time to welcome into the studio. Oh, my goodness, for the first time. Yeah. Oh, she's got to have nerves. You have to think she has a lot of nerves right now. She's coming to the studio. In. But she's uh, the type. She's not going to show it. No, no, no. She won't. She's, she's cool, chill. under pressure. We were, Hyper chill. We were at a company uh, event this week where we were implored to have a little more swag. We were implored to have a little more swagger. What? As a company. <laughs> Dan heard this, right? <laughs> I, maybe am, was, I missed you know, this. I don't know if that was I, quite the, me- the message, but I know what you're talking about. I could be getting to. into some trouble here. Yeah. But yeah, shadowy Rags li- told you to no, do No, a shadowy league figure said, we got to you know, get, get your swagger back. And my point is, Frags has had that yeah. swagger the whole time. Alexandra Fragola, known popularly as Frags, joins us on the Around the NFL podcast for the first time. Welcome, Frags. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Now, you listen. You listen to the show. If you listen to the show, you know that voice right away. Let's, uh, Sully. Let's let's uh, scroll through some greatest hits uh, of Frags here on the Around the NFL podcast. She is our chief uh, voiceover talent. Uh, not paid, not compensated yet. Definitely not compensated. But here's some of her greatest hits. magnifico. Great one. I would say that's almost that's like your stairway to heaven. Yeah. If the, if yeah. you had to have. If you were in the around the NFL podcast Hall of Fame, like that's your plaque. It's like the yeah. bust. Wow. Do you this speak Spanish? No, that's your bust. Yeah. I speak Italian. Oh. That's not Spanish or Italian. It's kind of its own. No, language. I know, yeah. but there was like that, um, like yeah, the roll. Let's hear it one more time. Yeah, so we have frags here. La radio magnifico. <laughs> that was pretty good. 
There's nothing worse than the sound of your own voice. Uh, well, not when it's fragile. No, so this must be fun. For I, imagine that, it. but then you had my voice. That would be <laughs> Greg, I love your uh, voice. Let's hear some other hits. It's NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal. <laughs> I like to consider it like how Elton John had Bernie Taupin. He like I'm the Bernie Taupin. I was writing the the lyrics, and then Frags is the one who brings it to life. Mm-hmm. That that's the relationship. Is that fair to say, Frags? Well, the process goes like this: Hanses <laughs> sends me a weird email, and he asks me to read something, <laughs> and then I come in here and I read it, or he reads it in a really good voice, and I'm like, just use that. And then I snort like four or five times giggling. <laughs> and then I finally record it once in like 10 seconds and we're done. And, I, and that's how the magic is made. We, it usually takes a couple takes, but it's never longer than a couple of minutes. We knock it out. We do. All right. Let's hear that's some more. Easy. That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, for one night only, Sashi. <laughs> Take us through uh, that process. <laughs> That oh my Man, God. that one was tough because it was like, do you go like Bob Barker and, and really ham it up? Or are you a little more, you know, like lounge singery? You're very into the 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 lounge singer voice. So usually that's my go to fan. <laughs> do we have anything else? Uh... Does he ever tell you to kind of. Ooh, <laughs> slides me off a piece of that Jake Brisky. That's exactly what I just yeah. said. So yeah, I was going to say, perfect. does Dan ever kind of, after the first take, creepily be like, why don't you, uh, you know, oh. sex it up a little bit? Oh, oh I mean, he, he doesn't necessarily say that, but, you know, it's implied, obviously. This is a very sexy podcast. I, <laughs> I, think, I think what I do, I think we did one recently. It might have even been this one. That question's huge. <laughs> that one. That one was interesting. Yeah, that was, oh, no. that was maybe towing the line a little bit. There was a more recent one that we couldn't remember, and people are going to tweet us about it after the show where I asked you to turn up the sultry to 8.5. That was... Yeah, neither of us can think of which one that one was. It's unfortunate. The huge one was just (laughs) top-notch because I just got an email with, like, huge, (laughs) but said 45 different ways. (laughs) Oh, no. Because you have some, like, buddies that are listeners to the show, right? Yes, and... Good men. That was how I first, like, really learned of the podcast, when you guys were just up-and-comers. On those streets. Yeah, I was, like, sitting across from Frags, and she... Wasn't even aware of what we're doing up here. Well, the magic. That's nothing sp- special to you. That's just me in general all the time. All right. <laughs> so we're going to do a little exercise um, uh, called Ask Frags Anything. Uh, the listeners helped us out with this. But before we do that, if you don't mind, Frags, we're going to get our uh, New Jersey uh, correspondent, Connor Orr, on the line. Mm. Would you like to sit in for a little, or are you kidding me? Of course. Nice. The, you mean the mayor of Indy, Connor Orr. <laughs> the mayor. Why do you call him that? This is interesting. Because he knows everything about Indy. When I was at the Combine, he was like the guru <laughs> really? of Indy. He, he loves, knows all the good restaurants. He loves Indy. I hope he's listening he's, right now. All the tunnels, like the oh, secret. Oh, everything. <laughs> you don't have to go outside. He, he can correct me, but I believe he's spoken about relocating to Indy. He likes it so much. Wow. In another world where he just could uh, pull that off. I believe the story is when he was looking for a job. Uh, are you on, Connor? I, I've made it. Yeah, I'm yeah. here. Hey, buddy. Can, would you mind telling us one more time the story of when you were job hunting and you were trying to pitch your wife on moving to Indianapolis? <laughs> it was Cincinnati. Oh, it was Cincinnati. And, uh, That's right. I told her that the main perk was that Indianapolis is only like an hour and a half away. So 
could spend many a magical day and night there. Uh, Frags is in the studio, Connor, and she was marveling to us about your almost encyclopedic knowledge of the city of Indianapolis, one of, one of America's great mid-tier cities, but uh, nobody knows it better than you. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, out of all the things in the world, it's probably not the most useful thing to be an encyclopedic expert about, but it gets me where I need to go. <laughs> um, all right, so, Connor, uh, every once in a while, new listeners to the show should understand this, that Connor is a guy, he's a, he's a low-key guy, but sometimes Connor needs to get something off his chest, and if he doesn't, he just might blow. He's that type of situation. So what we do here on the around the NFL podcast, we provide Connor that platform with a segment that we call, Are You Kidding Me? I just want to know why I haven't been approached about this one. Yeah. I was <laughs> thinking the same thing. Whatever. Uh, all right. We could talk about it after the show. And I should, I should mention, because con- contractually we're obligated to do so, that, Connor, you are on the MeUndies Underpants hotline right now. <laughs> so creepy. Wow. That's, a, uh, that's an honor. That's, uh, that's something that I never thought would happen. <laughs> <laughs> so what's grinding your gears, Connor? So I was reading some letters to the editor from Sports Illustrated the other day, and this guy, for probably the hundredth time, uh, but it's every person thinks that they've come up with this idea for the first time. You know what we need to do to fix football is – put in relegation like English soccer because it's so refined and it'll do it. Just shut up. You know, this is just the stupidest idea and I'm sick of hearing about it. Football ain't football. Get it through your thick skull. (laughs) Yeah, why does it, why does that annoy you so much, Connor? Well, there's two things. First of all, you can tell who this guy is. He's like, you know, the craft beer guy with the tech job who listens to the dirty projectors, and he's like, wow, no one's ever thought of this while I play FIFA. Let me email (laughs) Peter King. But, you know, okay, so let's turn football into a league where they've had four different champions since 1995. That's that's exactly what we want to do over here. Parody is not as great as you may think it is. (laughs) Oh, it's the other way around. Never mind. Four different champions <laughs> since Cheryl Crow won the Grammy for Best New Artist. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. So is this, is this Connor, uh, a shot not just uh, at the idea but at soccer itself? I think it's fine, but, like, just don't, don't make your thing my thing. Like, this is, this is our thing, and it's over here, and then you got your thing over there, and they're both good. So why, you know – Oh, let's make a hamburger pizza. No, like, let's, just, let's keep it the way it's supposed to be. What's your favorite Shell Crow song? Mine's my favorite mistake. <laughs> <laughs> what is yours, by the uh, way, Connor? Um, I would say, oh, that's a good one. Uh, I want to soak up the sun. Ooh, you know, a little late period crow. Right, yeah, <laughs> like Lance Armstrong period crow. Uh, all right, so what, what, do you, like, what do you say to that guy? What is a way to give him some constructive criticism about his ability to criticize football? Okay, so, like, what, so you're going like, to just relegate, you know, you're going to relegate the Browns and, and, like, eight other teams and then just a quarter of football is just, that we'll see you next year, you know. I think it's just a terrible idea, and it works for them over there, but I would say if you have an idea – like, just run it by, like, three other people first. Just keep of it to yourself. It's the greatest idea ever. And then calling someone and just, you know, spouting off. 
It's about forming your own board of bad ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you have to add there, Connor? Or are you kidding me? I think you made very fair points there. I, I, I think that's something that comes up a lot now, and it's, you know. Enough with the relegation. Thing. I thought you were even gonna go go hard at the uh, the entire letters to the editor industry. Oh wow! Maybe get rid of those. Ooh. I think it's a fine way to connect. <laughs> it's just you know, and and there are plenty of people who make some valid points. I think we need to hear from everybody, but just not that guy. I do I like. To hear from that guy. I have noticed that Connor's or are you kidding me's have gone from clearly kind of off the off the top of his head to a little bit scripted but scripted in a way that it just it is the quality is, is increasing with every episode and I appreciate that uh, do you want to get a I, do you want to get a plug in on your uh, your secondary podcast ooh uh mark sessler and i the heat and light podcast taping episode 4 on monday ooh. who is heat and who is light um I think that's for everybody to decide, you know? I think that's part of <laughs> part of the beauty of it. We try not to uh to define anything but just sort of let you uh dictate your own experience. Can we get a little taste of what was on the last episode? Like a little yeah. teaser? Yeah, the last episode we kind of dug into some uh ghosts where it was really sort of the central focus of it, hauntings and uh sort of some of the the demons that emerged from from the Sharon Tate murders in california so, <laughs> this uh, is not surprising on mark's all. secondary podcast you guys talked about the sharon tate murders this is stunning <laughs> <laughs> um but all right one day secret government villages in mountains <laughs> it's a real thing oh, no. tune in all right make sure you check it out and also i mean if you're going to be listening to these other podcasts episode three of the throwback pot, pot is up this week we focus on pinkerton anybody Ooh. any pinkerton mm, fans in the room no little deep dive little Weezer follow-up. Yeah, I'm out on this one. Well, what are you going to do? All right. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> thank you, guys. See you, Connor. A little esoteric Weezer talk. You know, what are you going to do? That sounds great. That's uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So now it's time. Frag's still with us. How was your first Or You Kidding Me experience? It lived up to the hype. <laughs> it's, you know, I only met Connor once in person, mm. and, and it was far exceeded my expectations. So. Oh, we went to the Nikki Blaine cigar bar. We did. Oh, that my hair awesome. smelled like cigar for like six weeks. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a bit of like I immediately had to take a shower after leaving that place. Um. All right. So here we go. Let's go through some questions. <laughs> Chris Law, uh, who of course used to work here and now he uh, works over uh, on the Rich Eisen show, he asked a question. I think many people have wondered about Frags as we begin. Ask Frags anything? Uh, why? What is Frags hiding from the Twitter world? Hashtag locked account. You don't see locked accounts too often on Twitter anymore. Why are you locked? I don't really know. I think I locked it when I was like 22 and I was scared I was going to get fired if I retweeted like complex magazine articles. Mm. And <laughs> since I still do that, I just kind of left it locked. But I, I mean, if there's demand for it, I could definitely unlock it. Um, all right. Next up. when um, Well, now you're going to get a lot of listeners. I did. I shout out to the like 20 people who added me after your Fraggle, so- Fraggle Rocks. Fraggles, Fraggles rock. rocks, yeah. Fraggles rocks. On but so you approve them. You, Same on you, the IG. You let them in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I trust the people that you trust. Hmm. Who so we trust. So if, you, if they if they turn out to be, eh, that's kind of on you guys. That's a reflection of 
Wolf. ATN podcast. Pressure. Pressure. Moving on, when Matt Money Smith gets too famous, and he's almost there now that he's the voice of the Chargers, will you take over the money drops? I had, This honestly had never Ooh. crossed my mind, and I love the idea. Uh, Matt Money Smith is, does our intros for our show. Would you potentially be willing to replace Matt Money? I mean, we'd have to to do some negotiations. I'd have to talk to Jeff Birchfield, my manager slash representation. Wow. I mean, with all due, um, with all due I, respect. You know, compensation would have to be there. You know, compensation a, could easily be like a slice of pizza once a month. Okay. So like, we I'm not, I'm that. not, it's, you know. With our budget? Yeah. I, I mean, with all due respect, you, Frags, you know I'm a big, <laughs> a big fan of you. Mm. But this is like asking Jimmy Garoppolo about taking Tom Brady's job when Listen, Tom Brady's still in his prime. They're called money drops. You, I mean, it's you also started the conversation by saying we needed more swagger. And what's more <laughs> swaggerific than demanding money to do something? Absolutely. Or in this case, pizza. I think that's fair. Uh, this one is ties back to uh, Greg had a squabble with Miko Grimes. Uh, <laughs> do you hashtag stand with Miko or roll with the double G? Uh where do you go with this? G, double G. He's 60% G, which the first time I heard that was <laughs> mind-blowing. <laughs> not that I want beef with Miko because Miko like, clearly knows what she's doing. She's not first radio yeah. at this. So. so you're kind of backing down for Miko but also supporting Greg. I would all, I'm ride or die for Greg. I mean, Greg's awesome. So. Thanks, Greg. Of course. Right. Very good. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, this is a good one. This will be fun. Did you uh, practice like I asked you to? <sighs> You didn't tell me to practice. You just sent it to me. Okay. This is what you're doing. This one was from Gabriel Martins. Why did you turn down the voice role on the movie Her? Her is one of my favorite movies of the last 15 years. I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. haven't seen it either. Jacqueline Phoenix. Yeah, this is when he was doing his like weird performance art. No, this is post. Stuff. No, that was after that. Yeah, oh, that this was is after. Post. This is a great movie. One of the, I, I'm with you. One of my five or six favorite really? movies of the last ten years. Okay, absolutely. Here is one of my um, one of the more well known uh, dialogue scenes from that film, in which Scarlett Johansson plays a disembodied robot, basically uh, in a future world, and and Jacqueline. Is that how you pronounce it? Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. <laughs> I like Jacqueline. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix Wait, was that real? falls in love. Yes. I was like, I don't know who I you're talking was... about. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea who this person is. I thought this was like some weird around the NFL thing that I just did. There's a lot of that. bits. Yeah. Yeah. Joaquin lot Phoenix, of let's listen to this. Man, this terrible thought. Like, are these feelings even real? Or are they just programming? And that idea really hurts. And, and then I get angry at myself for even having pain. <laughs> oh, what a sad trick. You feel real to me, Samantha. Thank you, Theodora. That means a lot to me. All right, so um, this is for that uh, listener who wanted to know why Frags turned it down. We're going to now reenact that role. Uh, Frags, get us going. There's Fra absolutely no way I make it through this. You can do that. Frags, you're professional. You've proven it in the studio. Now's the time with the lights up. I am Theodore. You are Samantha. Go. This is so <laughs> crazy. I want you to be Samantha. But yeah, actually. <laughs> Let's do it. I had this terrible thought. Like... Are these feelings even real? 
or are they just programming? And the idea really hurts. And then I get angry at myself for even having pain. Huh. What a sad trick. You feel real to me, <laughs> Samantha. Thank you, Theodore. It means a lot to me. There we go. That's amazing. Now, wow. that is probably the weirdest thing I've ever done for you. That, <laughs> that answers some other questions people had. Uh, that was, see, that I, you could have played that role. Yeah. Joe Hansen wasn't even in the movie. It was just her voice. I heard you make a lot of money doing that. So You should do that. into that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you do need they an did. agent. <laughs> Joe Hansen was a last minute replacement. They did the whole movie with someone else's voice and, yeah. and then took her out. Samantha Joe Hansen Morton. Wow. Carried that movie. Oh, I like Morton. Get the background that. knowledge on that one. And I was a big her fan. That was, Greg, you and I both are big fans of that movie. You guys, ladies? Yeah. Check out her. I bet you'll okay. like it. Okay. And the final question. Uh, is as follows. Frags, who is John Gonzalez? John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. That, never mind. We have the answer. It's, it's yeah, I, I actually like looked that up because I was like, what's happening? And my first thought was like, that's Colleen's husband, right? <laughs> and, then, and then there was all this stuff that was like around the NFL podcast. Who does Colleen Wolf date? And I was like, oh, my God, this is a rabbit hole. I didn't even know I was <laughs> no. going down. You yeah. have a lot of fans out there. I love that you Googled it. That's oh, amazing. yeah, because I was like, it had all these likes. Who is John Gonzalez? It had all these likes. I mean, I was it, curious. it's a rabbit hole. A lot of people have been going into it. It's a question. Yeah. America is asking and it's kind of um, slowly driving John insane <laughs> we get it in different yeah. languages now too <laughs> uh, all right frags you, you yeah. came in here and you and you showed the world that you could do it with the lights off and the lights on the, this podcast <laughs> so a very good job when are the Thank lights you. off no because when I we mean, do it these lights overhead this don't read into yeah. it I'm don't, not I'm not disgusting. I'm just asking <laughs> that's terrible Colleen <laughs> You know what? That's not a way to end this. This marks the first and last time I'll appear on this. <laughs> and it wasn't my fault. All right. Okay. Thank you, Frags. Thank you for having me. And keep up the good work. And one day we will pay you. I will hold my breath from that one. <laughs> wow, yeah. really? No. You know. Colleen's like, Just what about me? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we'll it's work all this out. Well, Greg is handling all this. He's we're, the money man. We're going to okay. form our, a female union in here. Is that a Jewish crack? <laughs> That's a great idea. Come on, Dan. That was not a Jewish crack. We need to get out of here now. Uh, things are splintering. Uh, this is Dan Hansis signing off for Fraggles Rock. Connie Fox, the boss, and Sully behind the glass. Till Monday! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. 
Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.